here for the armor. If you want my armor, you'll have to peel it off my dead body. Put your speeders in park, all your razor crests, all your slave ones, pour yourself a blue mojito or some blue butterflies. Kick your feet up because ladies and gentlemen, it is time for Qui-Gon's happy hour. It is Mando Mondays and this is a particularly Mando-ish Monday. The father of all Mandos is here, ladies and gentlemen. You ready for this? you don't know that is Boba Fett's sweet anyway <laughs> that is Boba Fett yes that's it ladies and gentlemen Boba Fett is here beep, 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 yeah he really is here ladies and gentlemen he is here and he's ready to go I have a confession to make ladies and gentlemen I have been a Boba Fett fan. Obviously, from Empire, I loved his costume. I loved how he looked. Um, I just thought he didn't do anything. And I have uh, you. If you go back and you listen to when we spoke with my friend and yours, um, Mister Weedy Beardy, uh, here about when Tamura Morrison was first cast, I said I wanted to see Tamura as uh, Captain Rex again. But ladies and gentlemen, boy. Was I wrong? <laughs> Chapter 14 was one wick. Dank Farrick, ladies and gentlemen. It was incredible. Monsieur Incroyable. It was so, so good. I am officially a Boba Fett fan now. Like, I'm a proper Boba Fett fan now. Um, I know that in the extended universe, a lot of people said that Boba Fett was, um, you know, just a just a butt kicking. Can we say? Oh, we can say ass here. It's 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 part of the human body. Um, he was an ass kicking badass. Um, and yeah, I mean, wow. <laughs> All I have to say is knee missiles. Kneecap missiles, ladies and gentlemen. I did not see that coming. Take a drink of my coffee here, and we're going to get right into this week's episode. My coffee's nice and hot, so we're doing those ones. Okay, so to give you, so I've been taking for those of you who are just kicking in, uh, or who may have heard the first few episodes of this, and just coming back, I've been taking notes instead of going. We initially started by just going through the whole show and me kind of remembering it. Um, but I started to find that just, you know, not, not, not what I wanted to achieve here. So I've been taking notes and on the last episode, chapter 13, so full of things, I had 58 separate notes on that episode and it took up three and a half pages. I only have two pages worth of notes this week and it's only 36. So it's almost half of what I had last year, uh, last week. Uh, not last week, sorry, yesterday. So we're this is the second part of the double feature, chapter fourteen, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get into it. 
Um, I love how the episode began with Din so excited by the fact he knows Grogu's name. That was adorable. It was a beautiful um, father moment there. And he was just so proud of him. And, you know, he said, you know, you're just so special. And we're getting to a point now where, you know, you look back at the season one and Din was kind of very rarely spoke to the kid. And now their bond is that of a father and son. And he's just always just chatting with him. And same way I just talk to my son or talk to my daughter. We just chat. Um, and we just talk about things rather than being like, oh, go, 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 go. We just, we just talk about what's going on. And um, yeah, I really appreciate uh, that element of it going on uh, here with Din and and little Grogu. Um, then we get to the Seeing Stone. We find a Jedi temple and he says, does this look Jedi to you? That was funny. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, I like that he just just doesn't know what the Jedi are. Like we spent so much time with the Jedi and there's, we now have this main character who's just like, I don't know. Is this, is this what Jedi, is this Jedi? Like, is this what the Jedi do and, and what it looks like? So that's really cool. Um, and then he puts him on the, on the, on the thing. And there was a, but there was blue butterflies, beautiful blue butterflies, by the way. And, um, when the blue butterflies pop up, so apparently there's some connections with, uh, there's been some theorized connections with Ben Solo and there was a comic book where Kylo Ren helped someone with catching butterfly, chased Han and Chewie catching butterflies or something like that. Um, but blue butterflies are actually often used in film, apparently. Um, they're quite popular in film due to the fact that um, they are rare and they're used to show clarity and, and, and rarity. Um, and I think it's a bit of a force connection. You know, he was making a force connection with the butterfly um, and the butterflies, uh, you know, the force field that comes up later, um, the force field that comes up later. Um, and then there's that moment where he says, do you see anything? I mean, I don't, I don't get it, kid. Do you, do you, do you see anything? Um, and that was really quite funny. Again, just just showing that Din really doesn't understand how the Force works by any means, and it's going to be very difficult for him to teach uh, Grogu how to how to use the Force um, and how to be a Jedi. So, but it's looking like he might have to do that. Then we see Big Slave One. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I love. I'm a big spaceship guy, and I love Slave One. Um, I had a slave one. Now I say had because in my last studio at our old place, um, I had this stand-up lamp that I got from uh, my parents that I had there, and I had slave one. This is just just the funniest story. There's like a there was like a tiny little floating shelf that I'd bought from Kmart that I had up on a on a nail on the wall. And something had banged the wall. The neighbors had connection to the studio as well. So something had banged the wall and rattled it and knocked it off, knocked Slave One into the light. I didn't realize for maybe three months and I was smelling this burning sensation in the studio and I couldn't figure out what it was. I was like, I think there might be, you know, it might be the wires or something. And then I turned them off and I'd smell the electrical and it wasn't that and I was like what is this burning sensation anyway so one day I'm getting rid of this lamp and guess what I find in the lamp with the shape of a light bulb 
burnt into the bottom of it. Yes, it was Slave 1. I should have kept it and taken photos of it, but I was just so upset by it that I, would, I just wanted to put it in the bin and get rid of it. Um, it was the first time I've ever had to throw out a Star Wars figurine. Uh, since, you know, obviously since I was a kid, when I was a kid, you know, you have to throw things out or whatever. But um, yeah, it was, excuse me, it was, uh, it wasn't nice. <laughs> um, but I would regularly have Slave One here, but I got to get myself another one. So I got a source one. If anyone knows where I can find one, please do let me know. Okay. So, um, Slave One appears. And I go, holy dank Farrick. Holy baby Yoda. That's Slave One. Um, and then baby Yoda's sitting and he's meditating and it's a force field. A force field pops up. Get it? A force field. Anyway. And then we have a Din Djarin voices Boba Fett face off. No, we don't. Um, we have Timura Morrison, my boy Timura. He comes up and and starts shooting at the Mando. And Mando is um is not uh, not pleased. He says, "Are you Jedi?" Because he has a cloak on. I see where he could get that mixed up. And our boy Tamura says, No, I'm not. I want my armor. And you know, he says that armor belongs to the Mandalorians. He says, and then and then Boba says, That other armor belonged to my father. Um, so this is the first time we've actually seen Boba Fett outside of his costume, other than when he was a kid, as Daniel Logan. Um but we won't get into why they might not be getting Daniel Logan back. Well, there's no need to get Daniel Logan back, really. And Tamura is the perfect age for Boba Fett to be in the timeline at this point. Um, that's why they got him there. And it was just really cool to see Tamura come back and play Boba Fett after he had played Jango Fett and the Clone Troopers. So, um, And he says... The same line he says in Clone Wars... I'm just a simple man making my way across the galaxy like my father before me. Boom! We all know that Boba Fett is a clone, but it is incredible, just incredible that they made that callback. I didn't even expect to hear that and that was just so cool and, you know, we find out later why Jango's uh, armor really is that important to him. Obviously, it's his father's armor, so he wears his father's armor, but there's a connection later on, and we'll get to that. Um, so, yeah, Din Djarin versus Boba Fett face-off would have been cool, but, it, you know, it would have just been unnecessary, really. At this point, we don't... This isn't the Avengers. This isn't um, Batman versus Superman. We don't really need those elements. So that's just straight-in-your-face fan service. I prefer what we got. Um, you know, then he says, just a simple man making my way across the galaxy. And I really like the way how he says Tatooine. He says, it's very, it's very, very moldy, uh, very Maori as, as some people may not. Um, he says Tatooine. I was on Tatooine. I found her on Tatooine. Um, Dantooine. Um, I like, you know, I'm trying to find my, I'm just a simple man. Trying to make my way across the galaxy. 
like my father before me. My accent's pretty close to a Kiwi accent anyway. Um, and he says, uh, I saw you on Tatooine. You took my armor from Cobvinth. <laughs> um, welcome to Qui-Gon's Happy Hour. I don't know why my voice gets really low when I put my accent on. Chubo. Anyway, imagine if he said that. That's mean as. <laughs> um, and then Fennec. Uh, Fennec pops up and I got to say, Fennec's return is pretty cool. I thought, I love Ming-Na Wen and I thought it was disappointing to see her for two seconds. Um, and I'm really glad that after all that, uh, a lot of people freaked out. They're like, good. The fanboys were like, oh my God, it's Boba Fett. And I was like, wow, it's probably Boba Fett, but I'm just not going to say it is yet. And then a few people were like, nah, it's not Boba Fett. Nah, he can't come back. He died. No, nah. I was like, he's back. Let's let's just move on. Um, and then we get a Stormtrooper Pooper. That's what I like to call it. Uh, it was the Stormtrooper Carrier ship that came from the, the Star Destroyer. Which we'll speak about later. Um, I have a question though. Why on whatever planet he was on, green earth, did he leave the jetpack? I know he took the jetpack off when he was with Boba Fett. Boba Fett, as Fennec Shand calls him, however you want to pronounce it. Um, Boba. What does he say to What does he say to Boba in um, Clone Wars? <laughs> dead torn wheeze here nah um what does he say to Bo- Boba that's it tour or something like that he says Mandalorian something like that at least just says hide the armor um so yeah the uh the pooper the trooper pooper pops him out and then Mando doesn't grab the jetpack and runs up the hill I, I don't understand that he could have but I understand maybe it's a it's a little element for the story to keep the Mando from um, being able to help Grogu later in the story. Uh, then we have a trooper commander, which is cool, like the trooper commander from... Um, he's got the pauldron on his shoulder, kind of like Rex, um, and he's got it on his... Uh, <sighs> where's the words I'm looking for? <laughs> he... Um, he oh, like, like from A New Hope, that's what I was trying to say. Um, then we have a few troopers kind of running without shooting, which is very uh, OT Stormtrooper. I really want to go back and watch the OT right now, actually. I think I'm going to. I don't think I've watched it all the way through this year, and I'm really disappointed in myself. Um, It's normally this time of year I start watching it. Anyway, um, uh, and then we have Boba with his stick, which is just just like ass-whooping stick. Um, And I know it's a sand people stick, but it's very moldy. Like, it's very Polynesian. Um, the Polynesians have those kind of... Those weird kind of um, four-prong with a spear on the... A little pointy bit on the end of it. And that one bommy knocker kind of thing is a, what I'm going to call it. That um, half-sphere, um, cylindrical, rounded sort of thing with the point on the end of it. Very, very Polynesian. So, that's cool. And the way he was flinging it was like a... I've seen Tamura Morrison do a haka with... Uh, Jason Momoa during the Aquaman uh, promo uh, and on a red carpet and he was doing that like ah, with his tongue and very it was very uh, very harkerish and very uh, very true to, to kind of the tradition of, of the Maori because Tamura Morrison is, is of Maori descent so 
and just the way with the, the movements he had, um, a lot of people might not, it was very moldy, like just, bah, bah. like he had his eyes nice and wide and his tongue out. And it's really, really cool. I loved watching that. Um, and I'm really glad we got a little bit of Boba Fett without his helmet on, kind of um, getting uh, Tamura to do that stuff was really, just really nice to see um, um, and just bring a bit of tradition in there and a bit of uh, representation, which was really cool. Um and then when he crushed the trooper's helmet, that's the first time we've ever seen a trooper, a stormtrooper, or clone trooper for that matter, any trooper's helmet just get crushed. I don't know what the stormtrooper's helmets are supposed to be made of, but they're not made of much. <laughs> like, they're definitely not like a Mandalorian's armor, like made of something like Beskar or something. They're, it's probably just made of like um, just a very cheap metal. I'd say like an aluminium or something like that. Um, some sort of an aluminium equivalent. Um, and then we've got the yellow trooper who was like the red trooper. That was cool to see. I don't know where that originates from. It might originate from, um, I'm going to have a look at Easter eggs later. It might originate from, uh, what's it called? Uh, maybe fallen order or something like that. Like the red trooper did or, um, sorry, uh, force unleashed. Um, um, and then we have the cannon boy, the cannon boy, the cannon trooper just keeps shooting the boulder. And I don't understand why he didn't jump out of the way, but I suppose stormtroopers aren't really supposed to be smart. So, uh, then, like I said, Fennec's pretty cool. And she did this really cool, um, resident evil esque jump off the rock as she was jumping back and plat, 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 shooting, shooting at troopers. So that was a cool moment and landed and rolled. Um, and she did a really cool, she had a cool moment as she ran, um, kind of like a Kung Fu movie across the rocks, but, 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 they were shoot as the cannon was shooting at her. Um, and then I love that, uh, Din decides to protect Grogu, even though, um, he is already protected <laughs> by his own force field. Um, but then when he goes, all right, I'm going to go down and he just uses the Phoenix things, which is really cool. Cause they remind us of that at the start when he's like, I'll kill, kill you both with his Phoenix flyer things. Um, um, and Boba's like, whoa. And Boba Fett seems to have seen that before. And he's like, oh, whoa. No, no, no. No, don't do that. <laughs> I know those will kill me immediately. Um, and of course, Boba Fett is as cool as the fanboys say he is. And I don't like agreeing with the fanboys. It, it hurts my ego and my heart. But I will admit that I have an ego, first of all. And I also adored this Boba Fett episode. Like... The Ahsoka episode, I really loved. The Bo-Katan episode, I really loved. Um, however, I just adored this episode because it was just pure original trilogy. Um, getting some Boba Fett, giving Boba Fett a chance to be Boba Fett, finally. Um, and, you know, the original trilogies weren't Boba Fett's story. So he was just an element in that story and he didn't need to fight and kick button and do any of that so it's really just cool to kind of see him finally get a chance and maybe the fanboys will stop talking about a Boba Fett movie <laughs> we finally got some sort of Boba Fett and as I said knee missiles kneecap missiles ladies and gentlemen oh my god what a sneaky little thing that I didn't see coming and neither did the stormtroopers just like pew 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 out of his kneecaps his mando does I know the mando has a similar kneecap kind of uh yeah, kind of joint thing. Um, so I wonder if we're going to see him do that. That's just cool. Or if that's just something that Boba Fett does. So that'd be cool. Um, I really like that. I like that Boba Fett is and Mando are just like 
Batman-esque kind of characters. Um, I love that when the Mandalorians are kind of just got these sneaky little weapons all over their armor um, just to take on take on the Jedi. So um, then we have... And then, of course... Rest in peace to the Razor Crest. Um, it seems like the Imperials just tracked his ship found their mark and destroyed the Razor Crest. Um, it was really disappointing because the Dark Troopers were pretty cool. I mean, I don't, I'm not huge into Dark Troopers. I don't, don't even really care that much about Dark Troopers. It's kind of cool that they're in there and I like that uh, they decide to put little elements from all sorts of EU stuff, but Moff Gideon's gonna gonna pay for uh destroying the razor crest that was that was the mando's home like what we forget is we all have homes that we live in houses that we live in but these characters like they live in these ships so think about the falcon like when han solo came back into the falcon he got his home back you know what i mean and he kept all his stuff in there and din kept all his stuff in and it's good that boba fett got his armor out because but it would have just been cool to see the razor crest and the slave one kind of flying around and I wonder if there's another Razor Crest. I wonder if they find another Razor Crest. I don't know. I know there's going to be something new, but yeah, we. I just wanted to spend a little bit more time with the Razor Crest. It just got fixed too. It's been through hell, and then you just destroyed it. Come on, Favreau. Anyway, <laughs> um, you know, and he finds it's just his home with Grogu. Like that's that's what I've written here. But as Boba Fett's flying after the Dark Troopers, he sees the Star Destroyer and in his mask, Tamura, like both characters, both Pedro and Tamura does do some incredible acting here. When the Razor Crest gets destroyed, the Mando's face, Din's face, you can see his distress through it in the helmet. Like he's such, it was such good mask acting. But then, when Boba Fett sees the Star Destroyer, you can see the pain in Mando's face when the Razor Crest gets destroyed and there's a brief shot of it. And then when Boba Fett sees the Star Destroyer, the same pain, like this PTSD, and you can hear his voice crackle. He's like, it's a Star Destroyer. The Empire's back. And it's like, whoa. And he goes, she goes, what? What do you mean the Empire's back? They were destroyed. And he goes, this is not a spice dream. I can see the Star Destroyer with my own eyes. Like, whoa, man. Like, just Pete. Like, Boba Fett worked for them, but he knows. Like, he's an honorable man. He's a good man. And he did what he had to do to survive the Imperial reign. And he's still dealing with the pain of the Empire and the PTSD from working with people like Darth Vader and Jabba the Hutt and like just, wow, like beautiful, beautiful. Thank you, Tomorrow. That was incredible. Um, And then, you know, the Mando goes through the wreckage, the wreckage, um, and he finds the ball. Thank the heavens. Thank... 
thank the force that he found that ball and it didn't get destroyed because that's a little thing to remind him of Grogu and keep him going. Um, he found the spear and a little weird wheel thing. I don't know, maybe that was the carbonated fiberator. I don't know. I don't know anything about ships. What are you looking at me for? Um, but yeah, that was that was tough. And then, he, you know, we're talking to Boba Fett. He's got his helmet off and he says, uh, my chain code's been in here for 25 years. This, see that? And it's all written in Mando. It's a little hologram that comes out of his gauntlet, which is cool. It's cool to see Boba Fett's costume do sci-fi things like that. Because, um, you know, in the OT, we didn't really get very much of that. You know, he says, this is my chain code. And he go, and it's in all written in Mandalorian. And he says, uh, that, that right there, it's my father, Jango Fett. This is me. That's me. You know, me? How's it going? Piss off, ghost. <laughs> um, I don't know who directed this episode, but it'd be really cool if it was Taika. Like, Titi. Um, so he's, and then, um, Mando says your father was a foundling. So all this time we were like Mando, um, Django's not a Mando. He had just had Mandalorian armor. He had received it somewhere. He was, he was a foundling. He wasn't Mando blooded, but he was a foundling. And that's so cool. I like that they add that Favreau and Filoni add this element to the Mandalorian mythos later on, and then they apply it to a pre-existing character. So Django and Boba were essentially foundlings, and that's where Django got his armor, and that's why the Mando's like, well, it belongs to you then. Um, and then Django, being an honorable, sorry, Boba, being an honorable man. Um, say to Din that we told you until the child was protected because they were protecting the child. That's what they said. You know, he got the armor and he was protecting the child. Until the child was protected, we um, we owe you a debt. And that's what they did. They owed him a debt. Um, and it just shows that Django is an honorable man um and they fly off to slave one see Cara Dune who's now a marshal of the new republic um we look for Bill Burr Bill Burr's gonna return to make some more Gungan jokes um Grogu absolutely let's just quickly talk about Boba Fett just wrecking stormtroopers as well that was cool um with his knee missiles and his guns and pa 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 just like True cowboy, like you thought the Mando was. A, Din was a real cowboy. Bob is just an ass whooper, man. Um, and then Grogu wrecks the troopers on the ship. He's just throwing stormtroopers, like choking them and throwing them into each other, into walls and everything. They stun him. Um, you know, I wonder if Grogu will use the dark saber. And then the last thing, I saw an article this morning where someone said, you know. Uh, Moff Gideon made a joke about taking an eye out, apparently. I think I missed that. Um, but it was something to do... It was an old joke that they were referencing from A New Hope when Luke looks into... puts his eye into the saber. People have, you know, made memes for it for years about it. Um, 
But that's it, ladies and gentlemen. That's it for episode 14. What a wicked episode. That was a double feature. Thank you for listening. Once again, if you missed episode 13, go back and have a listen. Um, And if you listen to this before watching, um, I don't know what to say to you. It said spoiler alert in the title. So, um, all good. Not a problem, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Um, Here's to Boba Fett. I'm going to go and see if my local Big W has a Boba Fett figure because they did recently. They had the chromatic ones. And I'm going to pick it up. Hopefully, they got a sale on. Um, Hopefully, they didn't run out of them because now I want a Boba Fett figure and I want to make a whole Mando shelf because I just got the heavy infantry uh, Paz Vizsla figure uh, for cheap on Amazon over the the Black Friday sales. I just got the Beskar armor. Mando, and I got my little Grogu uh, came through too. So um, I'm ready to go, man. I just need the uh, need the Boba Fett, the Django Fett that uh, very kindly my friend Michael from the Rex and Around show is sending me from the States. Um, hopefully it'll be here soon. Hopefully it's not stuck anywhere. Um, and, uh, and a Boba Fett. And then we're good to go. I wouldn't mind the Boba Fett that was... Uh, oh, and the, the Armourer. I need the Armourer. That's the next one I need. So if anyone finds it for cheap, let me know. Um, uh, but that's it for this week, ladies and gentlemen. This has been Qui-Gon's Happy Hour. Um, the Mando Mando Mondays Part 2. Mando Tuesdays, really. Uh, part of the double feature this week. And we will see you next week for Chapter 15. We've only got two more episodes of the Mando. I'm going to have to find something else to talk about on this show. Um, I might start talking about the Resistance TV show. Well, I would like to do Rebels in retrospective, finish off my third viewing, second viewing of the Rebels TV show. Uh, talk. We'll talk about Resistance. We might talk Clone Wars as well. Um, might even I got to finish off Clone Wars season seven uh, commentary. So I might go back and do that. That'd be good. Um, all right. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. I've been your host, Jordan. This has been Qui-Gon's Happy Hour. And as always, ladies and gentlemen, never forget, this is the way. I'm just a simple simple man man making his way through the galaxy. Like my father before me. May the Force be with you. Always. Always.